Let's do a distraction then. Let's do <laughs> oh, let me turn my sound off on my phone. Fucking Noel Fisher just tweeted as we started recording. I know. I just opened up Instagram and the photo is right fucking up in my hair. <laughs> Smug thug. I'll put that with the with the show notes. But all right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try something different. Um. Let's start it off. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Amanda. My name is Evan. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, this week, we're going to try something different. So this portion at the beginning, I'm going to try to to cut it into its own little thing. We're going to do a mini-sode talking about the 11. Yes. We have things to discuss. We have some things to say. <laughs> I started some discourse on TikTok yesterday um, because I posted pretty much a little TikTok of my feelings about the episode and in it i said i don't care about frank and people were like he's the main character i'm like he literally isn't he's and not he never, anymore he never has been he never has been william h macy was always just the f- most famous person on the cast yeah i feel so, like because like you assume because like frank's front and center like oh it's just no it's just because he's still the token character like, like the token fiona, famous person fiona was the main character literally Frank doesn't even show up in the pilot until the third act, until like the last <laughs> fifteen minutes of the pilot. Just not not counting the like thing at the beginning. And speaking yeah. of that, I I, I hated hate I hated I was I, so confused. Like it started off and I was just like, what's happening? I like it didn't set it up for anything like important, if that makes any sense. It was just him going on one of his fucking rambles. And, like, there, the pacing... My biggest problem with this episode was the fucking pacing. The pacing of this episode was so bad. The op- Even just him, like, oh, you missed last season? That was so unnecessarily long. That was, yeah. like, at least a minute long of just, fuck off, here's what you missed last season. And then the whole Chicago thing... I what? <laughs> what the fuck was that? It I I didn't it like, <laughs> and he still didn't even explain who the guy like following him around was. Like yeah, he was like yeah, I, um, you're the only one who like, uh, like except like saw the ad or something like that. But I'm like, what is this beneficial to any of us to know? What's it's gonna do for the season? It's the first episode, and you wasted 15 minutes of this Frank storyline of, what, mumbling nonsense? I'm gonna go ahead and predict it means nothing for the season, because Frank's storylines <laughs> never mean anything. They never mean anything. They never affect anybody. They don't. The only good thing he was worth last season was at the end of the season with the rich lady, the car was there for Ian and Mickey. That was it. That was Frank's only function the yeah. whole season. And I, the the Kevin V storyline, I predicted uh, before the episode aired that they were going to drop the Jim storyline because they drop every single one of uh, Kevin V's storyline. They didn't drop the Jim storyline, but they did just randomly throw us into the middle of them running a pot business. Yeah, I guess because of all of the legalization within the pandemic that has happened, I guess Chicago was one of those locations. So, of course, they were like, they do drugs. They they can now sell it. <laughs> and like I know that Kev had the the ice cream truck in mm-hmm. in earlier seasons, but like I feel like that was just we jumped into the middle of something. Like we. I, that that's was... what I think. That's my biggest pet peeve about this season is that they made sure to incorporate COVID pandemic kind of bullshit, um, 
Like, I'm one of those people where I don't want to watch one of my favorite or comfort shows going through the same exact bullshit I'm going through right now. Like, I don't want to sit down this week and be like, oh, let's watch my favorite characters go through COVID. I understand why they didn't ignore it because they they do deal with like real life stuff. Like yeah. I feel like they are based mostly in the real world. Like I know there are sitcoms and shows like Mom and American Housewife and shows that are just straight up ignoring, just not including the pandemic, not doing masks, mm-hmm. just never mentioning it. And then there are shows I actually like the way Shameless is doing the masks because there are shows like Law and Order SVU. The way Law and Order SVU is doing the mask pisses me off so much how are they doing it they they'll open a scene with like marishka hargate with a mask on but she's already in the middle of taking it off and then she'll walk (laughs) into a room full of people and just start talking to them like in the middle of the precinct interviewing people at crime scenes in the entire everybody is wearing a mask and then they're pulling it down to talk or they're taking it off to talk and like do it or don't do it i promise your sound department can mic it so that we can hear you i promise like, Grey's Anatomy has masks on for 90% of the show, and it yeah. doesn't affect the show. <laughs> and it's not even a show about the pandemic. They're just freaking doctors. <laughs> yeah. I. So I do sort of like the way Shameless is doing it, because every time you see somebody, like, except in the alibi, where, like, when people go into restaurants, they take their mask off anyway. But even in the alibi, they've got the things separated. They've got the sheets up. And, like, mm-hmm. everybody has a mask on them. I like V's, like, mask holder with her, like, her, like I know. <laughs> And I like I it actually is a way to like show the types of people different people are. Like Frank has the bandana mask like all the assholes mm-hmm. do, but V has like a bedazzled mask with a holder and everything. Yeah. <laughs> then of course like uh Lip just had like a plain black one. And then also I want to point out that the scene with Lip getting coffee for Tammy man's grabs a used cup to give to his fucking baby mama. Like, a used cup. I don't care that he gave her shitty coffee. A used cup. I do object to that, but I also respect the hustle of Lip. No, 100% any other time, I would have been like, hell yeah. But, (laughs) also, I was laughing um, at the scene with Tammy and Lip in the garage, and she was like, she was like, make sure to wear your mask. I don't want to get COVID again. And I was like, again? Again? <laughs> I was like, and of like, course. I was like, of course they fucking already had it. And I said this in my TikToks, but I maintain this. I feel like Lip was is now the default main character and has been since last season. Especially since I he's agree. got the baby. I agree. Because like, I was trying to think. I was like, who even is the main character as of now? And like, I want to really put it as in like Lip. I, I, like, I want to assume Ian, but I feel like even in the first episode, we still didn't get anything. So, like, I'm kind of glad that Lip is now, like, almost, like, front and center, but... Because Lip was time, always, yeah. Lip was always the second, like, like, Fiona was always the main character, and Lip mm-hmm. was always just right there underneath her. At, like, yeah. of course Lip was going to be the main character. Like, it, it only made sense. Um, because Frank is not... I will understand that again. Not. Debbie's a rapist, and I don't even want to talk about her. I Mom hated all the jokes they made within that this episode about pedophilia and stuff like that. And um, the the Carl storyline, um, Shameless trying to do Black Lives Matter from the perspective of the cops 
is the worst thing they've ever done. Yeah. But also, at the same time, when I that one cop was talking to Carl, I was like, I love how they're having a cop being like, yeah, just do that. You wait for them to turn around. You beat the fuck out of them. And I was like, at least it's showing that the cops are, like, like the, the worst. And, like, but also now I'm sad because Carl's, like, involved in that shit and is following and listening to them. I'm hoping and praying, like, it's Carl is going to turn around and, re- like, I, I could, I got a sense from it from, like, the cops blatantly saying break all the rules, it doesn't matter, that Carl, like, wasn't down with that, but, like, yeah. not it's not as blatant as it should have been, uh, and yeah. I just hate the storyline. Debbie and Carl's storylines are just, I can't, I can't talk about it. We're not talking about the Tommy and Kermit thing. We're not talking about it. I can't, <laughs> we're not talking about it. I can't process that right now. Liam wasn't even in the pilot. It wasn't even in this episode. I know. I was like, where is he? And I think he shows up, what, at the very end when they all go to, like, Lip and Tammy's. That's, like, the only time we see him. Yeah. And let's talk about the Ian and Mickey storyline. So, first of all, Morning Mr. Gallagher, Morning Mr. Malkovich, priceless, amazing, beautiful, groundbreaking. I love it. Mickey getting a little two-handed smooch in the morning. I love it. His, he gotten he's gotten laid so many times that his asshole is broken and i'm i'm happy for him husband banter in the morning we love it it's great and they're very cute i understand where ian is coming from and i believe he had a reasonable and measured reaction to everything that was happening yeah Um, mickey was more mickey was more of a dick than he has been in a while in this episode and that kind of made me mad however i heard not only was the scene that they were using promo pictures of cut but apparently there was also a scene after that conversation with Ian where Mickey goes to try to find a job and can't find one. That was cut. Why do they cut out the things that leave us, like, they'll have a scene they leave in, which leaves us with questions and, like, confusion. And then we find out that the scenes that would answer those were cut out of the episode. To make what? Room, to make room for some other bullshit. And, like, I, everybody was saying Mickey was acting out of character. <laughs> he isn't. His character has been ever-evolving. This is happy married Mickey. Mickey has never been financially stable and just always spent the money that he had because he had it. Yeah. Mickey has never been happy and safe and trusting in a relationship. This is new to him. He is evolving. And the, the monogamy thing, here is my interpretation of it. I wrote a fic about it immediately <laughs> afterwards. Good. I couldn't take it. I feel like the monogamy thing came out of nowhere. Mickey looked genuinely surprised that that was the conversation they were having. And I think that he was afraid. My interpretation is that Mickey is afraid of saying that they're monogamous because last time he thought they were monogamous, Ian, in his mania, cheated on Mickey like 17 times. Yeah. And it broke his heart. So I'm thinking maybe he doesn't want to say they're monogamous because he's afraid of getting hurt again. I, yeah, I agree. Because I, when I was watching that scene, I was trying to interpret it the best that I can because of how, like, tense Mickey was throughout the whole thing. And, like, I really, I wholeheartedly agree that, like, he obviously doesn't want to be with anyone else but Mickey, but then he still has that whole facade. Like, of course, like, he's, like, big and bad and bougie, even though they are married. Because, like, even when they were dating, they it was an open relationship in not so many words, I want to assume. Or, like, or say. But I, I, I don't think he was out of character, but I did notice he was a bit more aggressive 
when within some of the conversations than he has been in like compared to like the last season. But of course, I think they're probably just playing it as in that you're you're married now. Now you fight and you have now you don't you guys don't communicate and etc. I'm I'm disappointed with how they ended that scene because it left Ian very confused and it left us confused and it just kind of like it frustrates me because we've been dancing around Ian and Mickey for so long and we finally get them in a stable position with each other and for Shameless to give us all of their running around each other kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was not- I, first of all, I did love the scene at the end where Mickey, like, joined all the Gallaghers and they went and, like, worked in Lip's house. I loved that. I love seeing Mickey with a family. And I, think I know. Beautiful. I'm so happy. He has somewhere and, to be. And people were, like, mad about the money thing, but, like, first of all, he could have just spent the money. He left IOUs. He left notes about every dollar that he spent. So, like, I believe he fully intended to, to put that money back. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that they did the I, I spelled monogamy wrong thing because they want to be like, Mickey can't try to read. I spelled monogamy wrong. Like, maybe Mickey is dyslexic. <laughs> I don't know. Kev is. And we didn't find that out until later in season two. My favorite part of that scene is, like, after they're, like, Vicky doesn't show him, Carl shows up. And he's like, hell yeah, no more parking tickets for me. And then Ian's like, you don't have a car, dumbass. <laughs> That's... <laughs> you don't have a car, dumbass. And Mickey just looks at him. So, yeah, so my thoughts are... And I'm in, like, shameless Facebook groups, and I'm on shameless TikTok now, and I'm on shameless Stan Twitter. Pe there's, like, speculation going around right now that Mickey is gonna have an affair and have a new boyfriend just because there's a new actor in one of the scenes with Noel who happens to be a gay actor. So everybody's like, Mickey's gonna cheat on Ian! Like, what the fuck? What is that? And, um, but I'm excited for the Gallagher versus Milkovich storyline because, Me like... Because more things for Mickey to do. I don't More Sandy. More Sandy. I'm so excited. I do not trust that the writers are going to do what I want them to do with Terry, which is kill him. Oh, yeah. No. I believe they might pull what they pulled with Tommy and Kermit and have him all of a sudden be like, all the biggest homophobes are gay. And that, even though he's a literal <laughs> white supremacist. I, like, <laughs> when me and my friend were watching the show right after, like, the Kermit and Tommy thing, I was like, damn, this season really is for the queers. You got Mickey and Ian, you got Sandy and um, Debbie, and then now you got Tommy and Kermit. And I was like, damn, they really said this season's for the queer. <laughs> Liam is a question mark in there, too. That was brought oh, up yeah. in season nine. Liam, Liam's a big old question mark there. Because that and cute conversation with Fiona, right? Yeah. Oh, I love Liam. <laughs> um, I agree with some of the fans that are saying, like, it would be cool if Emmy came back for, like, a little cameo. That would be cool. I don't believe it's necessary, and I'm glad Emmy got out when she did. Yeah, like, I think I think more so the fans just want it for closure for themselves, but I think her showing up would really teeter-totter everything they've done since she's gone. And, like, as you said, like, I'm so glad Emmy got her out, but I don't... I think for the better and for the storyline's sake, she shouldn't come back, because if you just drop her in the middle... Like, it's just gonna throw the characters off for probably the rest of the season, and us off for the rest of the season, if she has one pop-up. At the very end, or the very last episode, 
maybe. But don't bring her in, like, mid-season or to, like, have a phone call kind of thing. Because I feel like the the ominous of her being gone and no contact, I think, adds so much more than if she does come back. Yeah, I agree with that. And people are like, they want other guest stars to come back. Um, thankfully, I haven't seen anybody out of their fucking minds enough to say Sammy, because I hope that she's dead. Um, but some people are like, oh, I, w I hope uh, Sheila comes back. And I'm like, listen, I love me some Sheila. Sheila got the fuck out of there. Sheila got the fuck out of there. She don't need to come back. I'm excited for Gallagher Milkovich security. Mm -hmm. And that storyline, I'm excited for that. Are we um expected a full season or um like is it gonna be cut a little bit? Well, as of right now, I think they're filming episode seven or eight, mm -hmm. whatever one. Shinola just uh, oh, as of right now, it is Wednesday, December ninth. Shinola just she directed the episode. She directed an episode, and did you see who that was in the photo of her directing an episode? Mm -mm. That was Noel Fisher's wife, Layla Azita, as playing <gasps> one of the cops. Queen. I love her. My favorite thing is that I've, like, looked at her IMDb before, and she's all little old people in, like, things. Like, uh, the one thing I recognized her from is that Muppet TV show that was out, like, a couple years ago. She was, like, um, Miss Piggy's, like, uh, makeup stylist. <laughs> she was in this, uh, short-lived Hulu TV show with the guy from Burn Notice, too. I really mm -hmm. liked that show. She, her character was, like, she was, like, a mob wife. She was really cool. But, um, so it only makes sense if you're cast is quarantining anyway for your show yeah their spouses are quarantining with them get them guest roles that's on so show. cute i that i love that i didn't even rec uh, see her in the background is she in like a cop uniform yeah she's got a mask on so like it's only if you know like her hair and the way that oh she yeah she got big old hair yeah but yeah in the photo that that Chanel posted it's like uh jeremy allen white and another guy playing another cop he sort of looks like one of the guys from the show house it might be him i don't know just from the side of his face and then Layla is standing there with the badge on. Let me and see. Yeah. <gasps> oh, there she is! <laughs> she looks so cute. I'm so proud of Shinola directing an episode. You get it, girl. Good for you. Whose house is that? I can't tell. Doesn't it look like a motel or something? Yeah, it kind of does. But at the same time, it looks too much like a house. It's like... Maybe that's the way... living room after renovation or something. Oh, true. Because there's like a sheet on the couch. I'm so proud of her. Has she? I don't believe she's directed an episode for Shameless before. Correct? No, this is her first one. I think this might be her first television direction ever. Good for her. Goddamn. Yeah, but yeah, Noel's wife Layla is in that, and like, if the cop just walks past Mickey for a hot second, and we get a, like a nod or something, that would be that would be just. I feel like they have to. There's just some small remark of acknowledging each other, like not like a conversation at all, but. I would love that. There was even, there was a scene in um, the show Castle Rock that Noel and the girl who originally played um, Mandy were, mm -hmm. they were both in the show and there was one scene where he like walks past her in a bar and I go like, ah! <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for Galovich security um, and the cute little camo kitchen kiss we're going to get because that was mm -hmm. something like a hot second. I, I have enough faith in that John Wells knows that if he fucks them up, he will never be forgiven by television. So I yeah, and I have enough faith that Nolan Cam wouldn't agree to do to do an ending that wasn't Ian and Mickey happy together. So I have faith in that, and I am interested in Lip's storyline and not oh Tammy. By the way, Lip needs to have a conversation with her. I'm loving all the hustling he's doing to save money. 
But, like, have a conversation with your woman. She's a middle-class girl, and you're a lower-middle-class... And you're a lower-class guy. You need to have a conversation that she can't be having Starbucks every fucking day of the week. Like... Yeah. Like, like she comes from money, but is her money feeding... Like, is her family feeding them money? Like, they're obviously struggling in some way. And, yeah. like, the fact that she's like, but they're so good. And I'm like... Oh, okay. What yeah. and what about it? And like the the kicker would have been if she drank that coffee that Lip procured, and he was didn't tell her that it was a used cup. And he's like, "Oh, you think that's delicious? It's from the bodega across the street. It cost one fucking dollar. The paint, the paint was like a good scheme that they pulled. No, I thought the paint thing was real smart. And like I don't know something about Lip is just he. I feel like he is carrying the energy of the original show with him, and he is the <laughs> only one holding it with him with. Like, even just the scene in the paint store where he was talking with a guy from the paint store. No, He knows people in town still. He still, like, is connected to other. He's like, I thought you worked at that other place. And, like, he mm-hmm. seems, he's still so rooted in the South Side and in the original Gallagher hustle and, like, holding a family together. I, he, he, I feel like he's become the heart of the show. I love Ian and yeah. Mary, but I feel like Lip has for sure become the heart of the show. I, every time Baby Freddy showed up on screen, I screamed. That is the cutest baby in the entire goddamn world. And I love, I, the way I could tell is that that baby is probably a real fussy baby because every clip you saw that baby, it was either not, it was dead asleep or he was just, like, in a little carrier. Besides, like, the couple times you saw the baby awake. But, like, every other scene, he was asleep. So that makes me assume that that baby actor <laughs> is a is a screamer. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if it was just Jeremy Allen White's baby? Please? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure there are, like, six or seven babies they have for multiple scenes. Can, mm-hmm. one, of them, can one of them just be his baby? <laughs> I think his baby's, like, what? Like, two now? Like, one oh, or two? I think his baby's already kind of old, and I was like, I, how long has he been a dad already? The beginning of season 10, he became a dad. So yeah, pretty much, I guess his kid is too. I think he, what, he had a, they had a girl, right? I don't know. That's I a don't even question. know who the baby uh, mama is. I don't think I know her. Yeah. I think she's an actor, but I'm not, I don't think I know her from anything. But anyway, so let's round out the mini-sode. Those were our thoughts and opinions on episode one. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on episode one of season 11. They fed us pretty well with this episode, but I there I, we had some critiques, obviously. <laughs> I hated it, but uh, that has nothing to do with Ian and Mickey. I hated it for many other reasons. <laughs> I can't be bo- bothered with Kev ever. I just can't. I, I, I can't care. Uh, but yeah, let's round out the mini-sode. Uh, we're gonna try to be consistent with these, but fucking life happens, so we'll post yeah. these. But that's the mini-sode, everybody, and make sure to tune in on Tuesday for our maxi-sode. No, that's just stealing from my favorite murder. For our regular episode, uh, which we're going to record in just a moment. So, in mere, <laughs> mere moments from us, but uh, probably a day or two away from you, we're gonna- mm-hmm. We're, and and in that one episode two will have already happened. We're gonna try to record after episode two happens with maybe a special guest. So we'll we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah, we're working as we go. I, I don't know if anybody has noticed, but our audio quality has gone up just a little bit. And uh, see, we are learning and growing. We're learning. <laughs> but we'll see everybody at the big episode. Uh, until then, peace out. <laughs>